to Swipe Right for Friendship, a podcast about making friends using apps such as Bumble. I'm your host, Brooklyn French. Hi guys, it's Brooklyn. Um, I'm here with Sam today and we're going to be doing a little something different for the episode. Um, Today we're going to be interviewing me, or I guess Sam is going to be interviewing me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so go ahead. Hi guys. Um, I will be kind of getting to know, I thought it might be kind of interesting to kind of, uh, get to know your host, Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. a little bit better. So I want to kind of open it up and, uh, interview her. So Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. I would like you to kind of, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, anything that you feel, um, you'd like to share maybe okay. things that you haven't already shared yet mm-hmm. on the podcast. So I'll start with my job because I feel like it makes me sound more interesting than it actually is. I'm a <laughs> microbiologist, so I work at the state hygienic lab. Um, I mostly work with like stuff that people like don't know what's causing an infection. They send it to me, um, or, uh, antibiotic resistance. And I'm also working in rabies. So I'm getting oh, trained wow. on that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually cut a couple of brains today, but I don't know if people want cut to a couple of, brains? yeah, I cut four brains yesterday and two brains today. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, that is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very cool. I'm a, not a science person, so okay. anybody that's, like, really into science, you know, can mm-hmm. do that stuff. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to the University of Iowa, and I studied anthropology and um, just general health sciences. I double majored. Um, I was a fifth-year senior. Uh, I met my fiancé during my senior year, his junior year, and then we got together at the end when we graduated. Um Let's see what else. What's your fiance's name? Oh, Connor. Connor is my fiance. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a million bajillion hobbies that I can never stick to. The most recent one is podcasting, obviously. Um, but I've also like tried to make stickers. I've tried to make clay pins. I've done a lot of furniture flipping. Um, I tried to do roller skating. There's a just a shitload <laughs> of stuff that I've tried to do. Um, and. Yeah, that's pretty much all there is to me. I don't know. I'm a pretty boring person, so. Well, I don't think that's true. I think okay. there's um, there's always a lot more to people. Mm-hmm. But I understand it's hard to talk about yourself. You're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, tell me all about yourself. And I'm like, how do I encompass myself in, like, two sentences? I don't know. <laughs> um, so I do have some other kind of questions to get to, you know, get to know you a little mm-hmm. bit better. Um, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert, and okay. why? Um, well, I'm definitely 100% an introvert. I don't consider myself an extrovert, like, even a little bit. Even when I'm comfortable with people, um, I do get a little, like, weird and, like, outgoing, kind of. But, like, for example, <laughs> for example, um, people wear me out. And, like, it's not in a bad way. It's just um, when I'm doing social interactions like it really wears me out because I'm constantly trying to like judge people based on like what I think their facial expressions are doing what I think their body language is doing um, what I think they're feeling and it really just like takes a toll on me uh, because I'm just like playing 4d chess in my mind you know (laughs) trying to trying to understand the social situation Um, so even though I can be outgoing I still consider myself very introverted 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is very much an introvert uh, trait mm-hmm. where you need, like, people... It, people drain you. It's mm-hmm. like you want to, you know, of course, like everybody needs to be around people. Yeah. But after a certain amount of time, I think the introverts, mm-hmm. like, they like need that time to recharge. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's very much, um, you know, the opposite of an extrovert, which would be, uh, you know, being around people energizes, like, energizes them, them. Yeah. You know, Definitely and then maybe me. being alone and, and mm-hmm. having that downtime is, is um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of has the opposite effect. So mm-hmm. uh, I definitely identify as an introvert as yeah well. I, I mean, kind of assume yeah. <laughs> um what is one thing people would be surprised to know about you um I know this is kind of a hard to think about but think of try to think of something like you know quirky or like you know something quirky. not necessarily quirky yeah. but like something you know mm-hmm. that might shock people something that might shock people about me is that um oh shoot I don't know I'm a pretty open book I like to think even though I'm an introvert I love interviewing people that's something shocking I think or at least to me um I have okay here's something very shocking actually (laughs) I've started like four businesses um one of them was a legitimate LLC which I still own um but they have like gone nowhere, <laughs> which that part might not be shocking. But but the fact that I've started businesses and I'm I've started four businesses and I'm what twenty six, yeah, um, I think is pretty like an interesting thing. I like to tell people. Well, yeah. okay, that's a lie. I don't like to tell people because they're like, oh, let me check it out, and I'm like, well, it kind of failed. I'm not doing so that I'm not, anymore. Yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. Like, especially my coffee business, that's the one with the LLC. I used to sell coffee online, um, and I had, like, my own... It was called Anthropologist Coffee after Anthropology because I I love anthropology. Um, And, yeah, it just didn't... Like, I wasn't selling enough to to kind of um, justify to myself to keep the business going. (laughs) So it's on hiatus right now. Um, But, yeah, that's something... I think is shocking at least. I don't know. Like people don't usually like start businesses on a whim. Because the most shocking thing about Sagittarius it. Sagittarius people. <laughs> the most um, shocking thing about it is that I get the idea in my head and a week later I have a website. I have all my products listed. Blah, 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 blah. Like I get very much obsessed with the idea of like I've said multiple times, I romanticize things. So I get obsessed with the most perfect, (laughs) like I have the most perfect idea and it's going to be the most wonderful thing. And then I launch it a week later and then it doesn't, you know, go as planned. Um, and then I get really down on myself, but then, you know, I learn from it and yeah, I don't know. It's really, really fun and interesting. Yes. Um, I think we already mentioned before, maybe in my interview that we are both um, our sign is Sagittarius, mm-hmm. so I can 100% relate to Brooklyn in mm-hmm. that aspect because I have similar stories. Um, so <laughs> I guess I'm not that surprised about that. <laughs> okay. Because um, I, I kind of already knew that, but mm-hmm. I think that would be, especially like the, the LLC, I mm-hmm. think that's pretty cool. I think that's really uh, surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just scared that the fact that I have an LLC, like, I don't know how to pay my taxes, like, be doing that. But, um, (laughs) anyway, we'll move on from that. Yeah, we can talk talk about that later. Um, how do you perceive, how do you perceive yourself 
And how do you think others perceive you? Uh, I perceive myself as someone who's really strange um, in that... Oh, how do I want to put this? Like, I, I feel like in my mind, I don't do social interactions very well. And I don't know if that's actually what other people perceive at all. Um, like, I feel like I'm very much like I have to go back on past experiences and kind of gauge what I did there, see if it was quote unquote successful, <laughs> and then try those same techniques in, in a conversation. It's almost like, and this is not a bad thing, it's almost like on the autism scale, sort of. Okay. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Like, where they like have these scripts that they practice. Um, and so I, I use my scripts that I, mm. I know and am comfortable with, and I, I use those to, like, communicate with people. So I feel like I can come off kind of, like, especially babbly. I babble a lot. Like, I, <laughs> I will, because especially with ADHD, I get these um, ideas for, like, what I want to talk about in my head, and then I, like, go off on a tangent, and then it's just, like, it doesn't go anywhere. Kind yeah. of like right now. But anyway, <laughs> um, and I think people perceive me as... See, here's the thing. When I think of how I perceive myself versus how others perceive me, I kind of muddle the two and think that they're this one and the same. Although I don't... Like, I know logically that's definitely not true. Um, but it's hard for me to kind of distinguish my own feelings from what I believe is like reality quote unquote mm -hmm. um like I have no idea how you perceive me except for the idea that I perceive myself as you're perceiving me does that make sense yes at all? okay yeah yeah I mean that's I mean we're all living in our own reality right mm -hmm. our own perspective mm -hmm. like you know, somebody could even tell us, like, how they perceive us. Yeah. But then we're still, like, thinking about that from our perspective. So mm -hmm. you really never know, like, how people... Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. I'm having a revelation. You're having a revelation. <laughs> I've thought about this so many times. Like, um, people's realities are only, like, what's in their head. And my reality is nowhere near the same thing as your reality. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that wild? It is. It's scary to me. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I have actually thought about um, some kind of that same vein, not exactly mm -hmm. the, quite the revelation I just had, um, but the fact that everybody's reality is different, mm -hmm. and yeah, it is kind of scary because, you know, there are crazy people who kind of think like, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to give you an example. Okay. Like, there are a lot of people who really, like, are... Um, more likely to believe like conspiracy theories and stuff yeah. and they're kind of like you know they believe that that is their reality and mm -hmm. like they're really perceiving the world in a different way and, right yeah like to them those things are real yeah like to trump people for example in their mind he is the best president we've ever had in my mind, he is the worst president we've ever had. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, do you believe in aliens, by the way? It just made me think, like, do you believe in aliens? I um, want to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not really sure. Um, that kind of falls in line with a lot of, um, like, ghosts and, mm -hmm. uh, what, what was the other one? Sasquatch mm -hmm. and, like, all that stuff. I just don't think there's enough evidence there's definitely not enough evidence, but I think it's scientifically possible 
Therefore, I am not going to, like, not believe it. Like, if if it happens, I'm not going to be shocked, you know? Like, if we make first contact or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is surprising. I think you that's kind of so? cool. Yeah. You think so? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people think that way, but maybe that's just my own perception of, of the world, so. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't think that it's... Um... I guess, like, it could be possible. I just don't think that if there were other humans that were flying around Mm -hmm. over Earth, Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't have made contact. You know what I mean? That's true, but... um, And, like... The travel of... Or the speed of travel, excuse me. The speed of travel is uh, not nearly... Like, just because... Like, okay... We're in advanced civilization. We're in advanced civilization, right? We have not cracked getting faster than the speed of light, right? It's like impossible. So why would we expect another civilization that has developed at the same rate as us to have been at the same, at at like a more higher scientific level? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what how I think of it. Anyway, let's get back to the interview. Well, I think this is a cool conversation that we can get into. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, now I'm gonna get into a little bit deeper conversation. Okay. All right. Or this is still about you though. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it's all about you, but <laughs> um what's your biggest goal or dream in life? Like what is the thing you want to accomplish? Hmm. I think my biggest goal like a a goal that's realistic is um I want to maybe it's not so realistic just based on my past, but um I want to be an anatomy professor who teaches uh, anthropology as well, who can do their own research in uh, evolutionary anatomy. Um, And yeah, I just, but I don't think it's possible for me because I got really bad grades in college. And um, I mean, not really bad, but like bad enough to where I can't get into grad school. At least I haven't, I mean, I haven't tried to get in. I just have told myself that I can't get in. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, that's like, that's like a dream of mine or to write a book, which I keep playing with the idea of starting. Uh, Like recently I've been inspired by, yeah, you too. Yeah. (laughs) I've been inspired by like all these conversations I've been having with people and, um, Someone at my work, they wrote a book like 10 years ago and I found out about it recently and I bought his book and I was like so inspired by that. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like you're a regular (laughs) person just like me and you wrote a book and published it and I have the physical copy in my hand. That's crazy. So that's another dream of mine. But I think the biggest dream is to just be able to live my life exactly how I want to and how I want to changes every single day. Um, like I don't, I don't have like a certain idea of what exactly I want until I'm living in the moment of feeling what I want. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so kind of in the same vein mm-hmm. of that question, what, you know, if you had to kind of look back on your life or mm-hmm. like, you know, think about, you know, when, when it's your time, mm-hmm. um, what do you want to be remembered for? I honestly want to be remembered for my creativity out of everything Um, because I I feel like I'm the most proud of my creativity because I I love that I can be inspired by something and just like that feeling of being inspired I should say is is what I love Um, 
and I, I want to create like, not like a legacy for myself. I don't care if I'm famous. Like I, I, that's not at all like what I'm going for, but I just want to create like, like when people talk about me, like, oh, she was such a creative person. Like she, she was an artist almost like not necessarily in the painting artist sense, but like, um, she, she created art out of her life. Like whether it was writing a book, making a podcast, um, you know, doing some sort of research that like mm-hmm. not necessarily changes the world, but just adds some beauty to it, you know? Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. really beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to be too deep here, but you know. <laughs> oh, I love getting deep. You so. love getting deep. Okay. Yeah. No, but that's I'll oh. try and dig deeper next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm now I'm gonna kind of get into more about the podcast mm-hmm. and making friends. Mm-hmm. So so far you've interviewed Seven people, is that correct? Yes. One of them I haven't posted yet, but yes, it's seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so kind of tell me a little bit about how your experience has been so far. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, you're not... It's, it's, it's not just a podcast and it's mm-hmm. not just like, you know... It's, it's kind of melding the two, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like to hear about your experiences so far. What has kind of the reaction been to the podcast? How has like your personal experiences been mm-hmm. so far with like meeting these people? Are there any updates you have to mm-hmm. share with these, these um, people? The biggest update is that I feel like we're starting a really good friendship, you and I, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, Lily, I feel like we, like, or at least I really connected with her, and I really felt like there was something there that was, like, really special. Um, Lily, the conversationalist, if anyone wants to check that episode out, um, she, I don't know, like, there was just something about how open she was that really drew me in. Um, and I'm planning on hanging out with her on Saturday, actually. She's coming out with us, so you're still invited, by the way, um, to come out with us. I have been thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but other than that, there really haven't been any, like, success stories. I haven't really connected with anyone in the way I have with you and Lily. Um, although I, I do feel like, like, I love getting to know those people and that it was a really, like, special moment between us, but I don't feel like the relationship is going to continue on past that. Um, and I can't put my finger on exactly why that is. Um, like, there's just, there wasn't, like, that special connection where I was like, okay, I really feel like we're on the same page about stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, like, this one girl who I haven't posted her an interview yet... Um, I really, based on her profile, thought we were going to be, like, the best of friends. Like, um, it just seemed like everything was matching up and that we were going to be, you know, excited about the same things. But then when we met in person, it was really, like, super uncomfortable at the beginning. Um, and it stayed a little bit uncomfortable throughout. And I think we were both really nervous about the interview and I was playing off that energy, but, um, and she was like a super nice person. She was, she was really interesting in, in the way she thought about the world was way different than, than the way I perceived the world. Okay. Um, like she thought about it in metaphors and like, um, through like small moments in time that define how she sees the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like the way that she, like she remembered specifically, the way that she had like positioned herself when she was feeling uncomfortable with someone and how it kind of the mock comfort kind of helped her through 
you know, that feelingness of that feeling of awkwardness um and that like that small glimpse of that scene like I could visualize it perfectly in my head it just amazed me that she would think about it so differently than than you know for me I would have focused on the feeling of the the relationship Mm. instead of like the physical like aspect of it you know yeah that's that's an interesting Mm -hmm. um sort of observation that yeah 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 (laughs) are you very much um somebody who who you kind of draw a lot from the people around you like Mm -hmm. you know if if somebody's super relaxed you know you're gonna be more relaxed or if somebody's like really nervous it's gonna make you more nervous yes definitely I and I hate this word because it's been so overused but I'm an empath okay I I feel like other people's emotions become my emotions Um, and sometimes it's really destructive almost because when I, and I'm not saying that it's, it's more what I perceive their emotion is becomes what I, my emotion is instead of what they're actually feeling becomes what I'm feeling. The perceived Um, emotion. Yeah. Um, it's. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. I think, yeah, that's, that's, um, really interesting. And so kind of something you said about how you know, nothing, a lot of things didn't really form for a lot of people you interviewed past Mm -hmm. that initial interview. Yeah. Do you think that, are you willing to meet people after the first meeting, even if it doesn't go, like, if it's not amazing, Mm -hmm. you know? Are you, like, so, Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm trying to get with this is, like, you know, a lot of people can be really nervous, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like the... Mm-hmm. Um, with someone you you interviewed and it was kind of like awkward and mm-hmm. you know you kind of felt things were like not going great. Um, do you think that a lot of people or or you and then also a lot of people like they just don't want to meet after that if if it's not great, mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's we're not gonna we're yeah. not gonna hit it off. Um, so when I was younger, I would say, oh, yeah, I would never meet up with them again because my social anxiety would tell me that the first interaction was bad. Therefore, every other interaction after that is going to be bad. But as I've grown up and like more matured, um, I would say I am more flexible with that. Um, like I don't expect the very first meeting with someone to be perfect and um, if it's not perfect, it doesn't send me, send me down some sort of spiral, you know, about like, oh, like, what did I do wrong in in the conversation? Like, what did I do wrong to make that awkward? You know? Um, and I, I believe in second chances. So, um, yes, I, I definitely would still, if someone asked me to hang out, unless it was like, a terrible interaction I didn't like anything that they were saying and I was disagreeing with every like opinion that they had that then I I wouldn't hang out with them but like if any of my um interviews reached out to me and was like hey do you want to go do this I'd be like yes of course I would absolutely love to do that with you would you be um you so you said that if they reach out Mm -hmm. to you but you wouldn't reach out to them and kind Mm -hmm. of offer to to try again you know like let's do something different Um, you know like mm -hmm. you know the podcast is like you know you get sort of it's a little bit more kind of stiff if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know it's it's, you're recording something yeah um, it's not completely natural yeah yeah. so 
and more of kind of like professional you know yeah there's like a facade of like we're on a podcast right like this is going to be heard around Mm -hmm. the world so um yeah when we i mean would you do this like would or have you thought about it so i've thought about reaching out to a couple of people um and i have reached out to one of the girls i was like oh hey you know how are you doing like how has your success been different since before? Like, almost still in podcast mode because it's what we were talking about before, but, like, trying to make the conversation flow. Um, and just so far, it just hasn't, like, f- like flowed really well. Um, so, but, yeah, I, I'm more likely to wait for them to reach out because I feel that because I've made the first move that... And I'm not trying to say, like, it's like a game of chess. I'm just saying that since I made the first move... I feel like they should know that I'm open to speaking again. Whereas, like, I don't know if they're open to still speaking to me. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, reach out and then be like, oh, well, actually, I don't want to hang out. And it's not because I'm afraid of the rejection. It's because I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Um, And, like, I yeah, I just, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm expecting some sort of, like, fantastical relationship. Especially because I talk about how... How much I, you know, hope that a relationship will bloom when, when it first begins. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> this is kind of, also kind of goes in line with that. But mm-hmm. what do you feel some of, I know we've talked about some challenges of making friends as mm-hmm. an adult. Mm-hmm. But what do you feel are, like, some of the cha- challenges of making friends through Bumble and in your case, you know, mm-hmm. sort of doing it in a really unique way mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe catches people off guard. So, you know, like through the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 different than most people on Bumble. Yeah. You know, I I would say probably I, there's no one else. Yeah. You know, making, right, you know, right. meeting people this way. Yeah. Um, um, what's been challenging for me personally with Bumble is that I feel... That people aren't taking it as quote unquote seriously as I am, where I'm there to make friends, and I feel like a lot of people are on there casually to see like, oh, what's it all about? Um, so that's because I try to start conversations with people, and either they don't reply or the conversation falls flat, and it like it feels like I'm putting in a lot of effort to try and make or to try to get to know them at the very least, and. Um, Oftentimes, it'll just be, like, one-word answers or, like, two-word answers or they say something that just, like, ends the conversation. Like, it doesn't, like, I can't keep forcing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. back and forth um, to happen. Um, But with the podcast in specific, I feel like some people only swipe on me because they want to be on a podcast. Like, there was one person who specifically said that it was on their bucket list to be on a podcast, and, like, they didn't ask anything about me. They didn't, you know, seem to want to get to know me. They just wanted to be on the podcast, Mm -hmm. which is fine because, you know, like, I'm not out here hoping that every single, you know, person that I meet that I'm going to be friends with them, and I I do hope that, you know, a lot of people want to be on the podcast, but, um, yeah, it's just, and, and I find that it's also... A weird dynamic to force onto people when when you first get them when you first meet them um because 
not everyone understands even what a podcast is. Like, it's still not, like, mainstream these days. Like, it's mainstream, but it's not, like, fucking the TV show, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people, you know, just feel weird about interviewing um, to get to know (laughs) someone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's been challenging in that um, it's, it's a weird thing to do is basically the the sum of it all yeah I don't think it's necessarily weird I think it's um I think it's just very unique you know Mm -hmm. it's a I never would have thought of that approach Mm -hmm. you know um and I just think it's it's very cool Mm -hmm. and I could see how you know it would kind of you know people would be like, oh, like, you mm-hmm. know, I, and I was, I was like, oh. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a little bit more open to it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, I love podcasts. Yeah. I, I'm right, a big, right. you know, I'm really into it. Um, yeah. Oh, another thing is, I feel like people also don't swipe on me to match with me because I've been getting a lot less matches lately um, mm-hmm. because of the podcast thing. Because they're like, ooh, I don't know if I want to be on a podcast and then they swipe left, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just noticed I've gotten a lot less matches. What does your What does your bio say? It just mentions the podcast and it says like, "Oh, if you're interested, like let me know." But it doesn't mm-hmm. say like only match with me if you want to interview. Okay, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz I I don't think that you your said that whenever I matched with you. Did you change it? Um, yes, I did change it like pretty much after I had interviewed you. Okay. Um, just so, like, people wouldn't be caught unawares. Like, I, I didn't want someone to match with me and then me ask them to be on a podcast and then be like, oh, no, like, I, like, like, I didn't want them to be freaked out by it. So yeah. I, I wanted them to, like, have a heads up that yeah. I was going to ask them. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of touched on this already, but... If you haven't hung out again or gotten any further with the matches you interviewed, what's stopping you and sort of like, why is that? Um, I mean, I could go through the list of every single thing of, of like every single person and what's stopping me with them, but I'm, I don't want to do that. Um, but basically I think the, the biggest thing that's stopping me is feeling like, like I said, I don't want to make them uncomfortable if that's not what they had wanted out of the relationship. Um, and also because, like like I said, I didn't really, like, totally click with, with all the people. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I'm sorry, I don't have more to say on that. That's okay, I just <laughs> yeah. thought of something else. Okay. Do you think that you would have more success if you weren't doing the podcast? Like, do you think, pe- like, people are turned off by the podcast? Or do you think it's, do you think it's, well, I guess I should say this, do you think it's more helpful or do you think it it's um, hurting you a little bit? I think it's um, honestly, and this might contradict some of the stuff that I've said before, but I think it is more helpful because it gets people interested in matching with me, at least like if they were like swaying on their profile and then they see, oh, she has a podcast that's interesting. That's something I can talk to her about. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like the first iteration of of me using Bumble, like I got matches but like I wasn't getting much like interaction with people even though I would message them first um and I didn't I only met up with like two people I said one was a guy and one was a girl um and like I I just feel like I've 
because I've met up with more people now, it feels more successful. But mm-hmm. I don't know if overall it has been more successful. Um, only time will tell. Yeah, only, <laughs> only time will tell for sure. <laughs> um, this was, I'm just going to like mm-hmm. tell you, but you've kind of already answered it. Um, the question was, do you feel that the people you've matched with and interviewed have potential to become good friends? Which... Yes, um, I I feel definitely like a lot of them have the potential to become good friends if I only get to know them better. Um, but at this point, it just seems like no one has really reached back out to me. Um, like I always have to make the first move. So I don't know if that indicates that there's really not potential. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope I hope so. I hope people are thinking, oh, like... I should reach back out to her and and not just like be on her podcast and never see her again. You know? so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so my last question for you is, what do you feel makes a good friendship? And is there any? Can you kind of pinpoint anything that you're looking for specifically in a like a friend or potentially a best friend? Um, what makes a good friendship is is definitely mutual respect and um like caring for one another and that is pretty obvious when you say it but I I feel like it like in past friendships that I've had there hasn't been mutual respect where where I feel like I give them you know all of me and they only give me like a piece of them um so I'm guessing is I'm not guessing sorry so I'm (laughs) I guess I'm saying that when you're in a friendship, you should be really open, you know, and, and, and not be afraid to show, you know, even the bad sides of yourself to someone. And, um, like, I just, I don't like when people like, and I've had friendships too, where they only like use me for a certain aspect, like, like this girl in high school. Um, I thought we were good friends until one day she was like, Oh, Hey, do you want to go see a movie? And I was like, sure. I pick her up and then she's like, um, actually, I just wanted to hang out with my boyfriend and my parents aren't allowing me to, you know, see him. So I hope you don't mind, but he's coming along too. And I was just like, oh, um, I guess that's fine. But it wasn't (laughs) fine because all she was doing was paying attention to him the whole time um, and using me as an excuse because we had been hanging out recently. So her mom like trusted me Mm. Um, or like... Like, I had this other friend who I thought was, you know, my best friend forever and that we really connected on multiple levels and and that, you know, we were really close. But in, in reality, she only considered me, like, someone she could call and complain about her boyfriend problems, you know. Mm. And I would be there for her and I would offer her a place to stay if she needed a place to stay and stuff like that. But it comes to turn out that, you know, she only... Like, if I wanted those things from her, like, she would not return the favor, you mm. know? So it just, um, I, I feel like it should feel like an equal partnership. And mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like, like, I'm viewing it as a partnership, like I said, instead of a, um, instead of like a, oh, we hang out sometimes and then call it good, you know? Yeah, you're yeah. looking for a good friend, not casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get a drink here and mm-hmm. there. or Yeah, and I do have a friend that I, it's more casual. Like, we play board games. 
and I don't consider her like a good friend. It's just a friend that I play board games with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's kind of hypocritical because I, I do consider her a friend and we don't have that relationship where we like give each other everything. But what I want out of a friendship is that where you are very open and, and you give each other not not necessarily everything, but you give each other, you know, your your genuine self, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. What I want is someone I feel like I can depend on and who's not going to just take, take, take from me, you know, Um and I, I also don't want them to feel like I'm just taking from them. Like, that's, that's a constant fear that I have in relationships where, like, like I've, I don't want people to think that I'm just using them as a friend to, you know, get something out of them. Um, I've, I want, like, genuine connection where I feel safe with someone, where I feel comfortable with them, where I feel like I can confide in them and that they feel the same about me. Like, I don't want it to be an unbalanced relationship. Um, And I guess for the best friend aspect, like, yeah, I say Connor is my best friend, but other than that, I really don't think I've had a real genuine best friend Um, just because the relationship has always been lopsided, at least Mm -hmm. in my perspective. but the best friend would be everything that I've said, but like you can, you just feel the most comfortable with them. Like they're the person that you think of first when like something bad happens to you and you're like, oh, I need to tell them, you know, about this. When you become, let's say you become good friends with someone mm-hmm. or like, you know, at least, at least, you know, at a level where you, you can pre- you can count on them, mm-hmm. you know, at, you know, not necessarily like at the levels like a best friend or something, but do you feel like, people come in to your life for like a season or do you feel like um I mean this could be related to like any relationship Mm -hmm. but as far as like friends do you feel like people can be there in a certain time of your life and Mm -hmm. and that was like a good and and great thing Mm -hmm. or do you feel like it's more of like when you become friends like you should stay friends like no matter what. So in the past, I've noticed, and I, I started to notice this pattern in high school where I would change friend groups every like two or three years. Like I would cycle through like different people and I didn't know if it was because of something I was doing or because like I was being rejected from the other groups, you know? Um, and like in I in ideal world, I wouldn't be cycling through groups of friends. I would be having these same friends and, you know, keeping in touch with them and stuff. But it just seems like what's happened so far is that I make a friend and I think they're a really good friend. And then, you know, something happens where we're not seeing each other as often and then we're suddenly just not friends anymore. Like, my whole friend group from college, like, I haven't heard a single thing from them. All I've seen is Facebook stuff where they're still hanging out with our old friends, but Mm -hmm. I was not invited, you know? Um, And so I deleted them all off Facebook because it was hurting my feelings. But, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know if it's me or if it's the other people or what, but, I mean, it must be me because the only, like, uh, the only, like factor that's staying the same the only variable or the non-variable is me so Mm. yeah I don't know it's something I haven't thought about much recently because I'm I feel content with my life but like especially when it was more of a turbulent time for me it's something I think about like a lot 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that I used to think that once you were friends, Mm -hmm. it kind of always stay that way. Yeah. But, um, you know, as you get older, you Mm -hmm. realize that, I mean, you probably change friend groups because you change, you know, Mm -hmm. people grow and they change and people don't always necessarily grow and change in the same way. Yeah. Especially when you're, you know, that young. Yeah. But yeah, I, I recently, like the, um. Short short story about me, but I had a friend group that I kind of, I became friend, best friends with one girl when we were kindergarten, in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and we kind of stayed that way until, like, second grade, mm-hmm. and then, like, we all became friends in elementary, like, to, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of trickled in through the end, mm-hmm. and then we were sort of friends, like, all the way until high school. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to party and I kind of like went off and made mm-hmm. some new friends but I like they were still my friends yeah and I sort of thought like you know no matter where we went mm-hmm. and no matter what we did like we'd always you know find ways to connect mm-hmm. and for the past several years I've been grappling with the, the sort of the loss mm-hmm. that I've I've been experiencing because I don't feel I've, I've grown and changed mm-hmm. in ways that they haven't. Yeah. And I've always, like, wanted to keep their friendship, but I feel like, you know, we're very different people now. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, trying to, like, I've been, like, you know, forcing it, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to, like, hold on to something that's just not there anymore. Right, yeah. So I think that, you know, friendships can just, you know, mm-hmm. they, they can be complicated, and I think that, you know... They, they serve you for a time. I think, like, friendships, you know, if you grow and change in the same way, I think they're, they're um, you know, you can mm-hmm. be lifelong friends. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed listening to that. Um, that almost... Hello. That almost makes me feel better about my situation because I feel like I change, not every day, but I change often, like... Um, like, even with, like, my wardrobe, for example, it's a pretty, pretty obvious, like, thing to change. Every few months, I have a brand new style, I have a brand new favorite color. I, you're, you're laughing because it's the same for yes. you. Yeah. Um, like every for, day I'm, like, a new person. Yeah, every day I'm a fucking new person, I swear. And it's, it's hard to maintain friendships when my interests change so often. Um, a lot of people don't understand it, right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it's... Because then, like, like in college, like, my friends, all they wanted to do was drink. And, like, I was into that for a while. I'm not going to lie. I fucking loved getting drunk and, like, dancing at the clubs and all that stuff. But then eventually, like, I started, you know, taking my job more seriously, taking, you know, my future career more seriously. And I didn't want to go out and drink anymore. I didn't want to stay up till 2 a.m. and all that stuff. But they still wanted to do that. And so it just, like you know that's probably a big reason why we're not friends anymore um i'm i'm realizing this now so as i speak (laughs) but yeah that's that's a good point i think yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um so at this point i would like to talk about um something that happened between me and brooklyn Mm -hmm. on sunday so Mm -hmm. um we went to i've been trying to go to this flea market Mm -hmm. in our city and so we were finally able to go, and we're, we're kind of browsing around, mm-hmm. looking at um, vintage, thrifted clothes and stuff, which we're both huge fans of, by yeah, the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we come to this 
one booth where um, the seller is selling like very cool handmade things, um, mm-hmm. journals, um, jewelry, mm-hmm. um, and it's a very What's the right word for it? Very celestial. Yes, celestial, I would say. Um, Spiritual, too. Spiritual, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we see that she's doing a tarot reading Mm -hmm. kind of behind the booth for somebody. And then we're like... Oh. I think we were both kind of like, (laughs) oh, like, do you think this is stupid? Or, like, do you think it's cool or what? And I was just... At first, I was casually like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's okay. Like, I don't know. And then you were like, do you think we should get one done? I was like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because you never know how people are going to feel about that. And, of course, we, like, we haven't been friends long enough to, like, have that conversation. Right, yeah. But it was cool. It was there. And then I was like, well, I don't know how much it is, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was like, it could be super expensive. Yeah, right. And so I go, like, look at her price list. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. it's super affordable. Yeah. Um. And so she says, like, come back, like, whenever she's done. And then we ask her if she'll do a reading on for our friendship. Yeah. And she says yes. And, um... So we go and we we start the the reading, mm-hmm. and and I'm like super skeptical at this point. I'm like, okay, this is just gonna be like the most random cards ever, and she's gonna spill some like bullshit, but whatever. Yeah, yeah this is our <laughs> both of us have never had our a tar- reading yeah, before. A card reading, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what to expect mm-hmm. either. Yeah, but the first thing that she says is it was something along the lines of like. Is there any tension or something yeah, tension. between us? And like we both looked at each other and I think we were both scared to say something. At least I was scared to say something because I didn't want you to think I like didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, uh, when she said that, I was like, we haven't been friends long yeah, enough for there to be know, like right, tension, right. you know? But then I was like, well, a little bit because... Um, because like I was I was afraid that as as per usual in all my relationships that Sam didn't like me and so I was like holding back a little bit, um, and so in my mind there was tension in the relationship when there in reality wasn't. So that she caught us like right off the bat, right off the <laughs> gate she got us. Yeah, and I think the I don't remember what the second card was. Do you remember? <sighs> no. And yeah. I remember that she well the third card was. She kind of pinpointed that one of us had walls up. And mm-hmm. I think that you kind of... And I was like, damn. What? <laughs> like, I literally looked away from her. I was like, uh, maybe me. I think we both were like, yeah, it's definitely Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I thought it was interesting because she really... She didn't really look at me. Mm-hmm. She kind of picked picked it up, like, right on you. Yeah, she did. And she also mentioned that you were giving off, I think, Libra energy. Yeah. Like a people-pleasing mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah. And so I just remember that, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like, it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, she just, like, started in with that. And yeah. we're like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just, the only other thing I remember is the creative card mm-hmm. um, where she kind of said that we kind of bounce our... I'm not sure exactly how she said it. It was kind of like our creative, like, energy off of each other. Yeah, we, we bounced it off of each yeah. other, which I really found to be true. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was yeah. really cool that she said that because yeah. I do feel like, you know, you'll say something and they'll be like, oh, yeah, and we can do this. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually how this episode came to be because, uh-huh. um, yeah, we, we sort of bounced it off of each other and mm-hmm. then came came to a, right. a creative conclusion, right, so to speak. Yeah. So, 
Um, I thought that was really cool, and I thought the experience was mm-hmm. far was shocking how accurate I felt it was. Yeah. Did you feel that way too? It was. It was a little shocking that she kind of hit the nail on the head, and and I didn't really expect her to, because like I said, I was going in like, oh, she's just shuffling some like random cards, but um, yeah, when when she was like saying that stuff, it it really did take me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you ever are on the fence about getting a tarot reading, highly recommend, highly (laughs) recommend for you to do it with, um, your friends. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's all I have, unless you have anything else to add. Um, no, I don't think so. I think it was a pretty good conversation, so, yeah. Okay. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Instagram and swiperightpod.com. Bye.